This is Kenneth Brooks, and you riding down the boulevard with a road as smooth as a baby bottom with a brand new bottle of Vaseline, smooth as a pool ball, rolling down an ice hall. It's slippery trickery. You may fall, but if you do, just get up, dust yourself off, head toward the right direction, and the road will lead you to salvation, my brother. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. He has made this day and every other day. And if you live to see this day, you got to give God some praise and thanksgiving for all the things that he has bestowed upon us. He is worthy to be praised. He is full of love, compassion, and steadfast mercy for all those who keep his laws, statutes, and commandments. We were made for his good purpose, and the whole duty of man is to fear God and keep his commandments. My name is Brother Jacob. I teach you the word of God by subjects and by titles from your Bible, which is the word of God for 30 minutes or so. And for the remaining of the time, you can take your notes and your Bible and study at your own leisure. Today's subject and title is called Jesus, that prophet like Moses. Jesus, that prophet like Moses. In this lesson, brothers and sisters, I want to show you that when it comes to Moses and when it came to Jesus, uh, 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 both of their lifestyle was identical. And um, their life was the same because all because of uh, Israel's request, God's people to God. Now, in this lesson, I want to show you uh, 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 how Jesus and Moses' life were uh, similar. I'm not showing you a comparison and not that uh, Moses is greater than Jesus, but just to show you that Jesus is that prophet that was like Moses, according to God. Let's start this off in Deuteronomy, the 18th chapter and verse 15. Deuteronomy, the 18th chapter and verse 15. This is Moses coming to Israel because God had sent him with the message to him. Verse 15, it reads, The Lord thy God will raise up unto thee a prophet from the midst of thee of thy brethren." Like unto me, unto him ye shall hearken. Now Moses is telling Israel that the Lord God is going to raise them up a, a prophet. He said, from among their brethren, like unto me. In other words, this prophet that's going to be raised from among his brethren, which is the Israelites, is going to be like Moses, brothers and sisters. And this came at the request of the people. Verse 16, it reads, According to all that thou desirest of the Lord thy God in Horeb in the day of the assembly, saying, Let me not hear again the voice of the Lord my God, neither let me see this great fire any more that I die not. Now Moses is letting Israel know that this week that God is going to raise them up a prophet that they're going to have to hearken to. That means listen. And he's going to be like Moses all because of your request. When the Lord came down on the Mount Sinai and he spoke the Ten Commandments to the people and they got scared and they ran off and they told Moses, we don't want to hear God anymore. We don't want to hear his voice. You speak to God and you come and tell us what he said, what God said. And this is what uh, Moses is telling the people, because when Moses went back and told God what the people said, look what the Lord said. Verse 17, it reads. And the Lord said unto me, they have well spoken that which they have spoken. I will raise them up a prophet from among their brethren like unto thee. 
and I will put my words in his mouth and he shall speak unto them all that I shall command him. Now we see, brothers and sisters, that Israel is talking to Moses and, and they're hearing what God said. So we're, we're seeing a similarity of this prophet that's going to be raised like Moses and Moses himself because Moses is speaking God's words to the people. And, and this prophet that is going to be raised like Moses, Moses said that you're going to have to hear him. And he said, the Lord said that he is going to speak all that I command him. All that I command him. Verse 19, it reads, And it shall come to pass that whosoever will not hearken unto my words, which he shall speak in my name, I will require it of him. So this Moses that's going to be raised like unto Moses, that Moses is telling the people about, he said, look, the Lord is going to require that you listen to him. He's going to require it. It's going to be necessary that you obey him and listen because he's going to be speaking God's word. Now, what I want to show you here is now is that Moses was speaking God's word. Let's go into Numbers, the 12th chapter. Numbers, the 12th chapter, because this is Miriam, which is Moses' sister, and Aaron, which is Moses' brother. They spake against Moses, and, and, and God had to check Aaron and Miriam on something when it came to Moses. Verse 5, Numbers 12 and verse 5, it reads, And the Lord came down in the pillow of the cloud and stood in the door of the tabernacle and called Aaron and Miriam, and they both came forth. And he said, Hear now my words. If there be a prophet among you, I, the Lord, will make myself known unto him in a vision and, and will speak unto him in a dream. So the Lord called Miriam and he called Aaron and he told him, he said, look, if there's a prophet among you, he said, I'm going to make myself known unto him. He said in a vision or either in a dream, he's going to make himself known to this prophet. But look what he said here. Verse seven, it reads. My servant Moses is not so who is faithful in all mine house with him. will I speak mouth to mouth even apparently, and not in dark speeches. And the similitude of the Lord shall he behold. Wherefore then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? So the Lord said that when it comes to a prophet, he was going to reveal himself in a dream or in a vision to this prophet. But he said, Moses is not so. He said, when it comes to Moses, I'm going to speak to him mouth to mouth. In other words, I'm going to speak to him one on one. This is what the Lord told Moses that he was going to do. He was going to speak to him in the tabernacle of the congregation on the, from the mercy seat between the two chabs in the, in the congregation of the, uh, uh, the, the, uh, in the temple, brothers and sisters. So he said, look, I speak to Moses like that. So why is it that you're not afraid to speak against Moses being that I speak to Moses one-on-one? -on -one? See, I'm showing you this here to let you know that when Moses opened his mouth, it was the pure, uncut word of God. Moses didn't go anything on his own when it came to what he was saying and what he taught Israel. It all came from the Lord. So the Lord required you to obey Moses and to listen to him and to be subject to him. Because he speak to him straight on, one on one. 
Now let's go to St. John, the 15th chapter. St. John, the 15th chapter. Because see, we after this prophet that's going to be raised like unto Moses. And it's Jesus. It's Jesus. I'm going to show you this. Let's go to St. John, the 15th chapter and verse 15. Because look what Jesus said when it came to, uh, to uh, in regards to God, the Father. St. John 15 and verse 15. It reads, Henceforth, I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard of my Father, I have made known unto you. So Jesus is letting you know, he said, everything that he hear, it comes from the Father. And he make it known unto you. This is the same thing that he dealt with with Moses. And he dealt with that with Moses at Israel's request. Because they didn't want to hear God no more. They said, Moses, you speak with God and you come tell us what, what, what God said. And we will hear, we will listen, and we will obey. Jesus is letting you know he hear everything of the Father and he make it known unto you. This is a similarity here with Moses and Jesus. They spoke, they both spoke the uncut word of God. The word of God. Now, let's go into Exodus, the first chapter. Even when it came to their birth, let's look at Moses when Moses was born. Let's go into Exodus, the first chapter. Exodus, the first chapter. We're going to start reading at verse eight because even Jesus and Moses' birth was similar. Exodus 1 and verse 8, it reads, Now there arose up a new king over Egypt, which knew not Joseph. Now, there was a king in Egypt that rose up that, uh, that didn't acknowledge Joseph because Joseph is the one that saved Israel. He was the Israelite that saved Israel. And this Egyptian uh, king that rose up now didn't acknowledge Joseph or his people. He didn't acknowledge him. Verse 9, it reads, and he said unto his people, Behold, the people of the children of Israel are more and mightier than we. So he told his people, he said, look, the children of Israel, they're more and they're mightier than who we are. But yet he still, he didn't know Joseph. He didn't acknowledge Joseph and his people that, hey, Joseph is the one that saved his people. The Egyptians, brothers and sisters, he saved them in the days of the famine. So this king that didn't know Joseph, he gave his people a commandment in regards to Israel because they were growing and they were mightier than the Egyptians. Verse 22, it reads, And Pharaoh charged all his people saying, Every son that is born, you shall cast into the river, and every daughter you shall save alive. So he told all his Egyptian people, the king of Egypt, he said, look, if there's a child born, uh, uh, that's a boy baby among the Israel, Israel, Israelites, take that boy and throw him in the river. Kill him. But if there's a daughter born, then you save her alive. Why kill the male baby and save the daughter? Because if you kill the male babies, if you kill all the males, you have perfectly wiped out a nation. Kill all the males because the male is the one that carries the seed. You are who your father is, not who your mother is. So if the Egyptians lay with the Israelite women, then the baby is going to be an Egyptian and it won't be no more Israelites. So he was trying to wipe out the Israelites by killing all the boy babies, all the male babies. And at this time, brothers and sisters, Moses was born. Exodus, the second chapter, Exodus two and verse one. 
It reads, And there went a man of the house of Levi, and took to wife a daughter of Levi. And the woman conceived and bare a son. And when she saw him, that he was a goodly child, she hid him three months. And when she could not no longer hide him, she took for, for, for him an ark of bulrushes and dived it with slime and with pitch and put the child therein. And she laid it in the flags by the river's brinks. So now Moses was born. This is Moses. This is the son that she had. It says she could no longer hide him. Why she couldn't? Why was she hiding him? Because remember, the commandment was to kill all the male babies. So when she could no longer hide him, she built a little raft or a little ark on the water with bulrushes and, and put him on the flag so he would float on the river on the water. Verse four, it reads, and his sister stood afar off to wit what would be done to him. And the daughter of Pharaoh came down to wash herself at the river and her maidens walked along by the riverside. And when she saw the ark among the flags, she, she sent her maid to fetch it. So all of a sudden after Moses' mother put him on the little ark and she sent them down the river because she didn't want to see her baby being thrown in the river and be killed. Pharaoh's daughter, the Egypt, Pharaoh, the Egyptian's daughter ended up seeing Moses floating on the, on the river, brothers and sisters, and she sent one of her maids to go and fetch it. She sent him go fetch it. Verse six, it reads, and when she had opened it, she saw the child, and behold, the babe wept, and she had compassion on him, and said, this is one of the Hebrews' children. Then said his sister to Pharaoh's daughter, shall I go and call to thee a nurse of the Hebrew women, that she may nurse the child for thee? And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, go. And the maid went and called the child's mother. And Pharaoh's daughter said unto her, Take this child away and nurse it for me, and I will give thee thy wages. And the woman took the child and nursed it. So at the same time, then Miriam, which is Moses' sister, went and got Moses' mother. And Moses was paid by Pharaoh's daughter to raise her own son, Moses. To raise him. Ain't that something? The Lord's hand was in there. That was a blessing from God, brothers and sisters, because the Lord had plans. Verse 10, it reads, and the child grew and she brought him unto Pharaoh's daughter and her and he became her son. And she called his name Moses. And she said, because I drew him out of the water. So ain't this something? So Moses mother raised him, but she raised him as Pharaoh's Pharaoh's son. And Pharaoh's daughter named Moses Moses. His mother, his mother didn't name him Moses. Pharaoh's daughter named Moses. She said, because I drew him out the water. That's what Moses means, drawn from the water. And so now we see that Moses is in protection under Pharaoh's daughter in Egypt. Because ain't nobody going to kill Pharaoh's grandson. But they kill all the Israelite children, brothers and sisters. So Moses was raised and he was protected in Egypt under Pharaoh. This is the thing. He was protected there. The same likewise thing fell when Jesus was when Jesus was born, brothers and sisters. Let's go into Matthew, the second chapter. Matthew, the second chapter. It was almost 
identical. Moses' life and Jesus' life was almost identical. That's why the Lord said he was going to raise up a prophet like unto Moses. And he said you was going to have to listen to him like you listen to Moses because he speak God's words. God is in close with him, one-on-one, mouth-to-mouth. Matthew, the second chapter, this is when Jesus was born, two and one. Matthew 2 and 1, it reads. Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod, the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. So we see wise men came from the east and they said, where is he that is born king of the Jews? They said, we want, we, we done seen his angel. That's what the star is. And we have come to worship him. We want to worship him. Verse three, it reads, when Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. So now, when Herod the king got heard of it, the king of, uh, of, uh, of Judea, brothers and sisters, it said that he was troubled and all Israel was troubled with him. Why was he troubled? You got a child-born king of the Jews and you troubled? Because, brothers and sisters, everybody knew that Herod was a paranoid murderer. He would kill anybody and anything that he thought would take his place as being king. So when he heard that there's a child born king of the Jews, he, he grabbed the chief priest. He grabbed the chief priest and he, and he demanded of them and the scribes where Christ should be born. He want to know where he is born because he want to go and kill him. Verse five, it reads, and they said unto him in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophets. So they said, look, it is, he's going to be born in Judea. So, of course, this is where Herod sent the wise men in Judea. Verse 8, it reads, And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. And when you have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. So he told the wise men, he said, go seek diligently for the child. Don't be lazy about this, but when you find him, come let me know so I can come and worship, worship him also. But no, he wanted to kill them. He wanted to kill Jesus. And God knew this. This is why God weighed in. And look what God did. Verse 12, verse 12, it reads, and being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. And when they were departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream saying, arise and take the young child and his mother and flee into Egypt and be thou there until I bring thee word. For Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. So God told the wise men, don't go back to Herod. Don't tell him nothing. Then he told Joseph and he told him to go into and take the baby Jesus and his mother and flee into Egypt. Why flee into Egypt? Because the Egyptians and the Israelites look just the same, brothers and sisters. You can't tell them apart. They're all black people. 
So he sent them in there to hide him, just as Moses was under the protection of Pharaoh's daughter. Because they look just alike, brothers and sisters. They look just alike. He said, flee, because he said he will seek to destroy and kill this child. So he told him to leave. He told him to leave. Verse 16, because look what happened now. Verse 16, it reads, Then Herod, when he saw that he was mocked of the wise men, was exceedingly wroth and sent forth and slew all the children that were in Bethlehem and all the coast thereof from two years old and under according to the time which he had diligently inquired of the wise men. So as we see, brothers and sisters, now, all of a sudden, two years later, when the, the wise men didn't come back so he can come and kill Jesus, he, so he, what he did was he had all the male children in Bethlehem killed from two years and under, brothers and sisters, to catch up according to the time that he told the wise men to go look for the child. Look at the similarity. All the male babies were being killed in Moses' day. And then here in Jesus' day, all the male's babies were killed by Herod, brothers and sisters, in Jesus' day. Pharaoh had all the male babies killed in Moses' day. Look at the similarities. And look at this here. Verse 19. Verse 19. It reads, But when Herod was dead, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Arise, take the young child and his mother and go into the land of Israel, for they are dead, which sought the young child's life. So after, brothers and sisters, after Herod had died and ones that was trying to kill Jesus, he told Joseph and Mary to go on back and take Jesus back into Israel. Take him back into Israel because the ones that sought his life are dead now. They are dead. The same similar thing happened to Moses. Let's go into Exodus the second chapter. Let's go back to Exodus the second chapter. Exodus 2. I'm going to start reading at verse 11. Exodus 2 and verse 11 because Moses had to leave Egypt. 2 and 11. It reads, And it came to pass in those days when Moses was grown that he went out unto his brethren and looked on their burdens and he spied an Egyptian smiting a Hebrew, one of his brethren. And he looked this way and that way. And when he had saw that there was no man, he slew the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. So Moses, once he got old enough, he was grown. He went out there and he saw the Egyptian. He saw an Egyptian smiting one of his brothers, one of his Israelite brothers, one of the Hebrews. Because the Egyptians had to start, had start evil and treating these people really bad and putting them in channel slavery. So he saw this Egyptian and he killed this Egyptian when he thought nobody was looking. When he thought nobody was looking, but somebody was looking because the next day he went out there and saw two of his Hebrew brothers fighting one another. And he said, hey, why are you doing this to your brother? And a guy and one of his brothers said, hey, look, who made you a judge and a ruler over us? You going to kill me like you did that Egyptian? Like I saw you kill? Hey, so Moses knew that, uh oh, Pharaoh might know about this. And sure enough, he did. Verse 15, it reads. 
Now, when Pharaoh heard this thing, he sought to slay Moses. But Moses fled from the face of Pharaoh and dwelt in the land of Midian. And he sat down by a well. So Pharaoh did hear about this and he was going to kill Moses. Now we know he ain't no Israelite. I mean, he's not an Egyptian, brothers and sisters. So Moses had to flee and he ran into the, the land of Midian. During the course of time, he ended up marrying a wife and having children. And at this time, God weighed in and he wanted to send Moses back into Egypt so he can bring Israel out of Egypt and bring them into Israel, brothers and sisters. But look what he said to Moses. Look what he said to Moses. Exodus, the fourth chapter and verse 19. Exodus, the fourth chapter and verse 19, because the Lord want to send Moses into Egypt so he can bring his people Israel out into Israel from Egypt. Exodus 4 and verse 19, it reads, And the Lord said unto Moses in Midian, Go, return into Egypt, for all the men are dead which sought thy life. Now, isn't this the same similar thing that happened to Joseph and Mary with Jesus? The Lord told Joseph them, Now take the baby back into Israel because the ones that sought the child's life is dead. Here it is, God is telling Moses to go back, go back into Egypt and bring the, the children of Israel out of Egypt out to Israel because the ones that saw your life are dead. The same similar thing, brothers and sisters. That's why Jesus is that prophet like unto Moses. That's why he's the prophet like unto Moses. Their life was similar. Same exact thing, brothers and sisters. Same exact thing. Here's another thing that's similar. Jesus fed people with flesh and bread. Let's go into Matthew, the 15th chapter. Matthew, the 15th chapter. And verse 32. Matthew 15 and verse 32. 15 and 32. It reads. Then Jesus called his disciples unto him and said, I have compassion on the multitude because they continue with me now three days and have nothing to eat. And I will not send them away fasting lest they faint in the way. So Jesus said, look, I got compassion on these people. He was telling his disciples this. He said, look, they've been with me three days and he ain't ate anything. I'm not going to send them away fasting because then they're going to faint in the way. So his disciples had a concern and they had questions for Jesus. Verse 33, it reads, and his disciples say unto him, when should we have so much bread in the wilderness as to fill so great a multitude? So they asked Jesus, they said, look, how is we supposed to feed this multitude of people? I mean, this was thousands and thousands of people, brothers and sisters, that Jesus was said that he wanted to feed. And they said, how are we supposed to feed them? Then Jesus asked them a question. Verse 34. It reads, and Jesus saith unto them, how many loaves have ye? And they said, seven and a few little fishes. And he commanded the multitude to sit down on the ground. And he took the seven loaves and the fishes and gave thanks and break them and gave to his disciples and the disciples to the multitude. And they did all eat and were filled. And they took up the broken meat that was left seven baskets full. And they did eat with 4,000 men besides women and children. 
Ain't that some brothers and sisters? Jesus took the fish and he took the bread. He blessed it. He gave it to his disciples and his disciples gave it to the multitude and everybody ate and was filled, it said. How many people? It said 4,000 brothers and sisters. 4,000 people ate with just a few loaves of bread and some, and, and some fish. That's a miracle there. Jesus did that. That's a miracle. But guess what? Moses did the same thing. He fed the people with flesh and bread. Let's go to Exodus, the 16th chapter. Exodus, the 16th chapter. Jesus cannot be compared to no other prophet but Moses. That's why the Lord said, I'm going to raise you up a prophet from among your brethren like unto him, like unto Moses. And that's Jesus. Exodus 16 and 2, 16 and 2, it reads, and the whole congregation of the children of Israel murmured against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And the children of Israel said unto them, would to God we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt when we sat by the flesh pots and when we did eat bread to the full. For you have brought us forth into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. So the people complained to Moses and Aaron. They said, look, we wish God had killed us in Egypt because we ate good. We ate flesh and we ate bread in there. And you, y'all done brought us out here to die in the wilderness and starve us to death. So they started complaining. This is after Moses brought them out of Egypt. Now they complaining against Moses. When God is the one that brought them out, God is the one that sent Moses in there to bring them out. But the people always complain. So look what the Lord said to Moses. Verse four, it reads. Then said the Lord unto Moses, behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you. And the people shall go out and gather a certain rate every day that I may prove them whether they will walk in my law or no. So the Lord said, look, he said, he told Moses, he said, I'm going to rain bread down from heaven for you. Why is he going to do it for Moses? Because the Lord always exalted Moses before the people. Always, brothers and sisters. So when Moses, so whatever Moses did, he wanted Moses to get the credit for it. So the people would fear him. So he said, Moses, I'm going to rain bread down from heaven for you. So it will appear to the people that Moses is the one that's doing this. The Lord always did this with Moses, brothers and sisters. Verse 11, it reads, and the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, I have heard the murmuring of the children of Israel. Speak unto them, saying, At even you shall eat flesh, and in the morning you shall be filled with bread, and you shall know that I am the Lord your God. And it came to pass that at even the quails came up and covered the camp, and in the morning the dew lay round about the host. So the Lord, he said, look, he told, he told Moses, tell Israel, you're going to eat flesh and you're going to eat bread. The flesh is these quails, he said. He said it came to pass that the quails came up. Those are clean birds, brothers and sisters. They don't fly far. They grab them. That was their flesh to eat. That was the flesh that they, they would eat. He said, you will have that in the evening and you're going to have bread in the morning. Verse 14, it reads, and when the dude that lay was gone up, Behold, upon the face of the wilderness, there lay a small round thing as small as the hoar frost on the ground. And when the children of Israel saw it, 
they said one to another, it is manna, for they wist not what it was. And Moses said unto them, this is the bread which the Lord have given you to eat. So Moses had to tell them because they didn't know what it was. But he had told them the, the, what the Lord was going to do, what the Lord was going to do. But and they never had faith. Their faith was always weak. He said, this is the bread that the Lord said he was going to give you. You, are, you got the quails in the evening and you got the bread in the morning. This is what the Lord have given you to eat. This is what he have given. Verse 21, it reads, and they gathered it every morning, every man, according to his eatings. And when the sun waxed hot, it melted. He said, and they gathered it. They gathered it every morning, every man, according to their eating, brothers and sisters, every man. So here it is in Moses' day. Moses is feeding them with flesh and with bread, brothers and sisters. This is why Jesus and Moses were so alike. Or should I say Jesus was like Moses? He was like Moses. Jesus fed 4,000 people with seven loaves of bread and a few fishes, brothers and sisters, Moses fed them bread and fed them flesh. How many people was it? Let's see. Let's go into Exodus, the 12th chapter. Exodus, the 12th chapter. Let's see how many people did Moses feed. Exodus 12 and verse 37. 37. It reads, And the children of Israel journeyed from Ramesses to Sukkoth, about 600,000 on foot, that were men besides children. Ain't that some brothers and sisters? 600,000 footmen, brothers, and besides children. They ate in the wilderness, brothers and sisters. Same thing, same similar thing. Same similar thing, brothers and sisters. Again, I'm showing you this, not to show you that Moses is greater than Jesus because Jesus is greater than Moses. But I wanted to show you the comparison because the, I wanted to show you the similarity because the Lord told you that he was going to raise a prophet that was going to be like Moses. So therefore, when you saw his operation and when you saw how he did and how he moved, just like the Lord said, the works that I do bear witness that I'm the one that, that was sent. Then you will know that this is that prophet like unto Moses. That's how you would know. But Jesus is greater than Moses. Because I'm going to show you something that Moses and Jesus didn't have a life. Nothing alike. Let's go to St. Mark, the 10th chapter. This is one thing that Moses and Jesus could not be compared on in no ways, period. Moses tried it, but it didn't work. Could not work. Wouldn't work. St. Mark, the 10th chapter and verse 45. St. Mark 10 and verse 45. Look what Jesus is saying here. It reads, for even the son of man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. So Jesus is saying here, brothers and sisters, he said he came to give his life for a ransom. In other words, he came to die, brothers and sisters. What is a ransom? That is to, to free you, to, to pay a price. To deliver you from the bondage of death, brothers and sisters. This is what Jesus did. And he did it by dying. He did it by dying. That's why he said he came to give his life for a ransom. That's what freed us. That's what cleaned us. Now let's look at Exodus, the 32nd chapter. Let's look at Moses here. 
Let's look at Moses. Jesus gave his life for a ransom. Moses tried it, but couldn't do it. Wouldn't work. Exodus verse, Exodus 32 and verse 30. Exodus 32 and verse 30. It reads, And it came to pass on the morrow that Moses said unto the people, You have sinned a great sin, and now I will go up unto the Lord. Peradventure I shall make an atonement for your sin. So what happened is, brothers and sisters, Israel built a golden calf. And the Lord said, Thou shalt not make unto you unto thee any graven images. And they started serving this pagan calf, brothers and sisters, which is sin, transgressing against the law, because the Lord said, You shall have no other gods before me. They made a golden calf God. And Moses said, You will sin a great sin. I'm going to go to God and I'm going to see if I can get you out of this. Because the wages of sin, brothers and sisters, is death. The word of God tells you that. They're sin a great sin. Verse 31, it reads, And Moses returned unto the Lord and said, Oh, this people have sinned a great sin and have made them gods of gold. Yet now, if thou wilt forgive their sin, and if not, blot me, I pray thee, out of thy book which thou hast written. Whoa. So, brothers and sisters, Moses went to God and asked Israel, asked God to forgive Israel for their sin. But he said, if, if you don't forgive their sin, he said, you know what? Then blot me out of your book that you have written. What book is this? This is the book of life, brothers and sisters. You can read in Revelation, the 20th chapter and verse 15, it tells you that whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire, which is the second death. There is no escape from that, brothers and sisters. You're being burned on all day forever with fire and brimstone. So the Lord told, was requested by Moses to, to take my name out the book. If you ain't going to forgive Israel. But look what the Lord said to Moses. What did he say? Verse 33. It reads. And the Lord said unto Moses. Whosoever have sinned against me. Him would I blot out of my book. So Moses brothers and sisters. Could not be, give a ransom. He could not give his life for man. He could not be making atonement. For man, brothers and sisters, he couldn't do it. He couldn't pay a price. He couldn't deliver you from your sin. Only Jesus could do that. So that is the only thing that Moses and, and Jesus didn't have that was similar to show you that Jesus is greater than Moses. But when Jesus came in the flesh, brothers and sisters, Jesus was that prophet like unto Moses. I hope someone got some edification. And And this is Kenneth Brooks, and you riding down the boulevard. I'd like to thank my guests on the show today. May God bless you, and may God keep you as my prayer. I'd like to thank all those who support the Brooks Boulevard Godcast Show worldwide. We love you, and we appreciate y'all's support. We thank you so much. Traffic may get bagged up and be bad as a kid that has never got a woman before. But one thing about it, if you whip his tail... You'll soon straighten up and walk upright. I know you're saying to yourself, what does a bad kid got to do with being stuck in bad traffic? Well, I'll tell you like this, brothers and sisters. Nothing. But I'd rather be a bad, be in bad traffic 
They'd be a bad kid getting my butt whooped. My great grandmother be on the books that'd be 107 years old. Her body couldn't do the things that she used to do when she was a lot younger, but her mind was still bright as a hundred mile light bulb in the middle of the forest at midnight. She had a saying, I may not be the sharpest knife in the draw, but I still cut you. She also had a saying that we never should go complain about anything because the Lord has been good to us. One night she said to me, boy, all you do is complain. All you do is complain, complain, complain. She asked me a question. If someone had their foot on your neck and they was choking you to death and you couldn't breathe and you was about to die, but God had mercy on you and he had mercy and compassion on you and they moved their foot at the last minute before you took your last breath and you survived, you complain about the footprint in the She also had a saying, uh, we on Barbara bro, but make sure you're ready when the Lord buys it back. One thing about it, you can buy a cup of sugar and give it back. You can buy a cup of flour and give it back. You can buy a cup of dollars and give it back. But when the Lord comes by with his breath, there's no coming back from that, brothers and sisters. So live every day like it's your last day, brothers and sisters, and treat everybody right and walk up high before the Most High God of Israel. May God bless you and may God keep you. It's my prayer. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God.